0: Yeah, hey everybody, what's going on? Trent McClellan here, returning with another episode of the Generators Podcast. Yeah, thanks for tuning in and listening, and I hope you're having a fantastic week and stuff. What's going on everybody? Um, Hope you're good recording this intro today in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, Earth. Um, And uh, I'm doing well, feeling good, feeling good about me, feeling good about things embracing the uncertainty that is our daily lives currently. And, uh, you know, that this is it. This is how things are going to be for a while. So we all just got to get used to it. And, uh, that's what I've been doing. Trying to enjoy some summer. Cause as I mentioned before, with everything else going on, it can, you can tend to focus on all this other stuff. And then you realize like this good weather, if you're in Canada, you realize you only have a certain window of shorts weather, of times when you can wear a tank top, of times when you don't look outside and go, oh, dear Christ, no. So you got to take advantage of it. So that's what I've been trying to focus on lately is getting out and enjoying the, uh, the weather. has been pretty good here in Calgary. Today is another beautiful day. Mid-20s Celsius, that is. And, uh, yeah, trying to take advantage of it, man. Because, as we know, in Canada, that day will arrive when suddenly a leaf or two starts to change. Okay? Another day you're out, you're like, what, what's that on the ground over there? Is that, is that leaves? Yeah, yeah, it is. And you know, it has begun. The process of packing up and rolling up the summer and transitioning into fall or the much more beautiful word, autumn. Uh, So that's coming. So get out there and enjoy you some summer in a safe way. Okay? Yeah was good. Everything you say now has to have that at the end of it. Okay? Get out there, ride your bike in a safe way, with social distancing. Okay? Get outside, enjoy a sandwich in a park while wearing a mask. Everything's gotta have that at the end of it. That's the footnote now. Safety. Be good. Um, so that's where my head's at. I don't know where you guys uh mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, Last week, I went to the gym for a few workouts, which is my first time doing that since probably February. And uh, it was nice to get back and actually have full workouts and have uses of uses, have um, the ability. uh, What is wrong with me today? Let me start this again. It was nice to uh, actually go to a gym and be able to utilize—that's the word I was looking for—utilize various pieces of equipment. It was kind of nice to do that, but I found my body crashed at the end of the week because I just wasn't used to <laughs> to doing that. Such is life in your late forties. What are you gonna do? But it was good to—it uh, was good to get back into it and uh, and uh, started to feel like a little bit of normal again. Of course, now you have to book an appointment to go to the gym, not to go to a class, just to go in the gym itself. You have to schedule an appointment for an hour, and that's all you get, 60 minutes. Go in, crank it out, and get out. So uh, it's kind of weird having a gym appointment, you know? You're used to a dental appointment, a doctor's appointment, uh, some of you out there, a court date. But anyway, um it's weird to have to go to the gym at an exact certain time, because as a comedian, especially during the summer months, I just go to the gym when I feel like going. So often I'll try to go during, you know, non-busy times. And uh, it's one of the benefits that no one tells you about when you're a comedian is that ability to have certain aspects of the city to yourself and certain facilities, you know. So now I have to book a time and I got to be there at that time. If I show up late, I only get the rest of that hour. So anyway, it's uh, a new way. Of doing things and I understand why they're doing it, but uh, it does take some adjusting too. Um, anyway, time to set up this episode of TGP, the generators podcast. Um, wow. Well, this guy, uh, my guest this week is Nathan McIntosh, who I think pound for pound is one of the funniest comedians out there. And uh, I met Nathan, man, I don't know, maybe a decade ago. Uh, originally from Nova Scotia, and uh, super funny guy, hilarious, a good dude as well, just a nice, nice guy, and um, this episode is really just us catching up. We hadn't spoken in years. I think maybe last time I'd seen him was probably at the Halifax Comedy Festival a couple of years back, and Nathan's one of those guys that, like, when we get together and we start just riffing and messing around like... We will go into fits of laughter just in each other's company, just kind of, you know, just talking shit about whatever, and then we just start snowballing and going. And so he's one of those guys that makes me laugh hard off stage, but also his stand-up is, is killer, man. He's one of the best. He moved to uh, New York City a bunch of years ago and has been making quite a name for himself, um, doing a bunch of the late-night shows, Conan... Um Stephen Colbert, he's been on that show um and a couple of others and just just done really well He's got a great work ethic great attitude about the business, hustles and has incredible talent so uh again when, and, and such a good dude and you love when talented people but even more importantly good people have good things happen for them and um he's he's risked a lot and and invested in himself and taken some chances and and gone on to do some great things. And I think we'll just continue to do that. So anyway, this is uh, my conversation with uh, my buddy, Nathan McIntosh.
1: I'm good, man. I just uh I just caught a glimpse of myself in the camera. I look insane. I gotta get the top cut. I can do the sides myself, but the top, Jesus. The, it's top, is <laughs> <I know. laughs> the top is a problem, the back, I mean the sides are fine, but yeah, this this looks uh, wild. But I'm good. How are you, Trent?
0: Good, man, good. I didn't have the same problem because I've been shaving this thing since ninety two. So oh, wow. I, I was not I was not affected by the lack of hair cutting. You know? What brought
1: that on? What what song in '92 made you shave your head? What was the what was the big dude? This is so. I mean, you're from the East Coast. You totally get this. So, we, a bunch of us in university, six
0: guys sharing a house, which shouldn't be legal. That shouldn't be legal to have. <laughs> six guys all under the age of 20 uh-huh. living in a home who rents that who who's like mm-hmm, that should be fine uh, yeah. i'll be your landlord and so anyway <laughs>
1: just full de- zookeeper just brown suit poking people back in a house yeah good take it there's no paperwork just get the <laughs> room <for you>.
0: uh, <laughs> it's like you must have been de- now looking back i'm like how desperate was this landlord like hmm These are people who live in my home. <laughs> uh, and we're just doing one of those weekend drinking things, you know, at university. And one yeah. of the guys buys a set of uh, clippers. And so drinks start flowing. It's like, hey, you know what would be great <laughs> And then it says, all of us taking turns shaving. <laughs> <each other." laughs> and, uh, and that was it. I woke up the, – the other guys woke up going, oh, what have I done? And I woke up and went, I kind of dig this. This is kind of doable. So that was it. But the That's other That's hilarious. Yeah, the so other you guys.
1: can so you you can grow hair. You're, I can you're, grow hair. Yeah. <laughs> this is a, okay. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right I next. like it. This is like one of those uh, one of those things you get a tattoo when you're eighteen, you gotta live with it. But you you've you know what I mean? You're just you just yep. I got my head shaved when I was eighteen because some five other psychos told me I shouldn't. Hey, it's working out. My hairstylist was a uh
0: an eighteen year old drunk sociology <laughs> student. And uh, I went, you know what? I trust his judgment. I trust, I trust his judgment. <laughs>
1: I will tell you this. I mean, I've only known you uh, with no hair. Um, it's great. You got a, you got a perfectly shaped head for it. It's it's great. You made you made a good decision, Trent. <laughs> well, you know, like things
0: you decide in your youth, you know, they stick around. It's like you know, you can have bad credit. You can do a lot
1: of things that just follow you around.
0: And you know, who knew hairstyles were one of those things? So. Dude,
1: when I was sixteen, right, I wanted a I wanted a tattoo, like <laughs> real bad. And I wanted to get, not even knowing that it was a a company, I wanted to get the Apple logo with a bite taken out of it and have Mac written underneath just because of my name, solely because of my name. And I fought with my mom. My mom was like, you're not getting that. That's completely insane. But dude, you know, if, if, if only a mother had been in that house at that point in time, I might be looking at a guy with like a you know, a full hawk or a full mullet. But again, this is a beautiful decision. I'm so happy that my mom didn't let me do something stupid like that at 16. Jeez, 16. Well, dude, I I remember
0: when, um, remember the band Platinum Blonde? Remember that band? Yeah. Like, Doesn't Really Matter, all that stuff? So that was the big days of, like, the big hair, and people were putting, guys were putting hairspray and stuff in there, like the heavy, it was like rock hair, but these guys were a softer pop band. And I wanted hair like that. So here I was trying to comb out my afro, trying to get it. <laughs> to flatten, and and it's resistant, Nathan. That type I, of yes. hair, not easily pliable, not really, you know, something you can shape easily with just a comb you bought at a gas station. You're like, yeah, no, I'm gonna- Irving Big Stop comb. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being so frustrated, like, I just wanna be in platinum blonde, and I just, you know, it didn't happen. And I gotta live with that for the rest of my life. But uh, so, dude, like you're in New York. How many years have you been in New York City now?
1: Oh, uh, nine. Really? Yeah, I know, man. September is nine nine years. Insane. I remember. I when know. We here in Calgary,
0: just shortly before you left, we were out. Me and you and uh, Brendan McKeegan were just blowing around town, just having a great time. You were running into famous wrestlers and shit. <laughs>
1: oh yeah I forgot you were there oh my god that's so funny yeah man we went to uh because Brendan's obviously well I mean obviously he's a big Bret Hart fan and he was like he goes dude we gotta go to Hart House I go, okay but he's like I think you were taking us and you were like let's go get breakfast first at Humpty's (laughs) and we're we're sitting at Humpty's and I'm like that's Bret Hart we're the only people in the restaurant you me Brendan and Bret Hart and another guy (laughs) So we went over and talked to him. He was a super nice guy. I remember Brendan said to him, "He goes, he goes, hey man, I was just going to go to Hart House, and and Brad Hart's like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get anything from that.
0: I don't get anything yeah. from that, But uh, yeah, and then no, he, he for, took a,
1: we took a picture. But yeah, that's a while ago, man. Jesus, yeah. that's a that's yeah, a long was, time.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, you're just close to a decade. Like that was insane because it was just before you were getting ready to leave. I guess you would have been here in the summer, maybe or something.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And, like, so, dude, what the thing now, like, with lockdown and all that stuff, like, New York obviously was crazy. Like, it was, like, the hardest hit of any place, it seemed. What was it like when all that stuff first went down, like, a few months ago?
1: You know, honestly, um, have, have, you ever been, have you ever been to Africa? Any parts of Africa?
0: No. Why would
1: you ask that? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> have you, you know ever, why. Have you ever been to Scotland? I haven't, and I want to go. My grandfather, he brought me a back of Thai. And thank you for knowing that my background is Scottish. Everybody assumes Irish. Everybody, just because I have red hair and I grant wishes. I went to, this is what I'm going to tell you. So I went, when I went to South Africa, you look around and you go, oh, man, we've only ever, which we all should have known this anyway, we all only ever see the worst parts of Africa. On this side of the earth, it's, there's, the only thing in Africa is one kid wearing wearing you know this cloth over his business right. by a tree crying that's it right. then you go to africa and you're like i can't see they have everything of course they do it's a, they do, many countries built up cities so this is what i'll tell you about new york as well when you see the news right and they just show you dead bodies piled in trucks and and, and targets on fire i go outside and it's fine yeah, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. It's yeah, there's the world
0: it was like, was it? Megan McCain was talking about her neighborhood and how like it's Armageddon, whatever. And someone blew her up on Twitter. Was like, I live in the same building. It's <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs> it's fine. Yes, exactly. It was like, I mean, my my mom lives in miramichi and uh, New Brunswick for... Uh, and she went through the exact same thing that we had to go through. She's calling me every day being like, you got to wait in line for Sobies." If it's happening in Miramichi, you know what I mean? It's happening all over the place. Miramichi's like six people and a couple of hockey sticks. You know, there, there's, there's not much going on. <laughs> um. Population.
0: That's a pretty diverse population. Like, that's six human beings. And then we got
1: a couple of hockey sticks. I mean, that's, Yeah, a couple of CCMs. I mean, <laughs> Just a little hockey stick waiting in a line to go into a couple, But A couple of Titans. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> but I mean, as far as, I guess, like numbers wise, yes, New York was one of the the worst part of America, which is also the worst country <laughs> at this point, right. which is hilarious. You know, you think the worst country would be where it started, but... America looks at that and goes, no dice. We will beat Uh, that by a million percent. (laughs) (laughs) And they did.
0: Yeah. Dude, you know what it's like? This just came to me as you were talking. It's like, especially in the comedy world, you ever, like, work with comedians and then someone will ask you how that person was and you're like, oh, man, great dude, or she was awesome or whatever. And then someone else has a different experience with that person. They're like, oh, my God, that person's a dick. I didn't get it. And it's like, you can't really base it on anyone else's opinion. Like, you have to literally yeah. experience that person for themselves. Because, like, well, maybe you were a dick to them, and that's why they were a dick to you. Like, I don't yeah. take anyone's opinion anymore. I'm like, at least I, I need to experience it and go, okay, I, I have my own kind of calibration for it.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the part of um, being somewhat of an adult, you know? Not just jump to the conclusions of people wearing big jeans. Can we, can we, can we say this? We're two comedians talking. There's no worse dressed people on this earth than comedians, there just isn't. There's no worse dressed people. Garbage shoes, laces tied too tight, shirts that don't fit, t-shirts with like some disgusting logo on it. Some of the ugliest dressed people on this earth with opinions, Trent. Here's how the government should run. Buddy, you look like you hang out in a dumpster behind Arby's. How in the fuck is anybody supposed to take this seriously? Get some clothes that fit. I went to pick up. I went
0: to pick up a comedian once at the airport, and I showed up. And I went in. This person was just like had like a long pea coat on, but then like a t-shirt with stains on it, and then the like like the gray like jogging pants with the shoes untied. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh oh my god, what happened? Did the, did the plane go down halfway through the flight and you just grabbed whatever and dude 5 years later I went I flew somewhere I went in the bathroom I looked at myself in the mirror and I, I, I was that guy I was like how how did it happen how, That's hilarious. It became like it just
1: happens, just over time. Like this is Mm -hmm. comfortable. This should be good to fly in. This yeah, it's a it's like Lord of the Flies mentality. You know what I mean? You don't think you're gonna smash a guy in the face with a rock, and then you're on that island. You know, picking up a rock and you're just
0: testing the (laughs) weight.
1: I've definitely been coming into a hotel and I look at myself and I go, Jesus Christ, why? Why did I? I try to be very conscious of it though, because when I look around, I'm like, man. You look terrible, we look terrible. What the hell are we trying to prove here?
0: What is our, what is my objective as I go up here on this stage? And would anyone listen to someone who's dressed like me, who yes. clearly has put no effort into what I've thrown on? Yep, Why? that's this? the exact, yes. Is this a hoodie? Am I in a hoodie right now? <laughs> I am in an... a hoodie.
1: I am on a hoodie on television wearing big jeans because <laughs> I'm an artist and all that matters is words. <laughs> psychotic human beings we're broken people well that's the whole concept too right of um you see
0: a lot of celebrities it's starting to change now i think where you know you can just be a dick and not be nice to people and people go <laughs> well he is really talented so we all just gotta look the other way it's like i think those days are numbered like sure people are eventually going no He's a jerk, and I don't want to work with people who
1: are jerks. I don't care how talented they are. Like, yeah. that's all, there's a reckoning of that right now, you know? Sure. I think there's only a couple of people who are that talented anyway that could get it. Like, I you know, this is me personally. Jamie Foxx is in there, and I'm not saying he is a dick, but if there was stories with Jamie Foxx, you'd go, look, dude, he's one of the most talented people this, this planet's ever seen. Like, easily. Easily. Yeah. Top ten, probably most talented human beings alive currently right now i put jim carrey in there yeah and now i'm now i'm at a loss Di- yeah. oh dick van dyke dick van dyke's also 106 years old so if he's going to tell you to fuck off at an airport terminal he can also dance so yeah. just eat that. You <laughs> exactly know? well you you had to have so many hats back in the day
0: to be like you know like the sammy davis juniors of the world and stuff and it's like it's like yeah they were like yeah but i get it that he was yeah, he wasn't very nice at the craft services table. I get that. But, you know, we can't find another Sammy. And, exactly. Uh, I mean, and this show's got to go. I mean, we got, yeah. the, we got the green light. And uh, yeah. I think those days are few and far between now of people. And it was the old adage. I mean, we all had it coming up in stand-up of you get in a car with another comedian and you're with this guy for five days driving to, like, Kelowna and wherever. And you're like, oh, my God, I... I got to put up with this guy for five days. Like, no one cares how funny you are. They're just like, is he a good dude? Is he going to pay for gas as well? Is he going to, like... For sure, yeah, yeah. Is smoke in the car for a full trip? Like, all these things matter, right?
1: No, of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. But if you were driving, let me tell you, let me ask you this. If you were driving with Sammy Davis Jr. to (laughs) Kelowna, right, and he wanted to smoke and do whatever, I mean... I'd be lighting the cigarettes. I'd be like, yeah, no, these are. Exactly.
0: Sammy, yeah. You know what? That's what I mean. He's so talented. Give me one of those. Yeah, I think I should. (laughs) This is. Oh, I get it. This is. I feel more creative. Just.
1: (laughs) Put it on the window. Let me yell at that woman real quick. Hey. hey, Let me pull pull over and see if I can dance. This is. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, you're right. If you, uh, the whole. You got to be right now for sure. You got to be beyond the realm of talented to even get away with. Um kind of minor infractions. Yeah. So yeah. if you're pulling major ones, yeah. I mean it's it's a wrap. It's uh
0: it is done for you. It's a really weird time. I don't know how you are too, but like I've been thinking about this more over the last bunch of years. I used to love the road. I used to love mm-hmm. packing the bags, it's gonna be hotels. I find that way harder now. Like I sure. I miss my home, I miss being home, I miss the stability of like a routine and i didn't think i'd ever get sick of it i love the shows and i love performing i love that hour on stage and i love meeting people and all those things but the whole like i gotta get to the airport i gotta wait the flight is delayed you might lose my bag i gotta get to the thing or whatever all that stuff just wears me down where are you with the road right now are you okay i can do this or do you hit that wall too of like oh shit i gotta
1: i'm i think i'm in that same sort of uh spot man of like it'd be great to do it a lot when people want you to do it a lot does that make sense yeah if you're like if you can go somewhere and do um which you can i've seen you do it i've messaged you about it you can go into a city and do a theater of six seven hundred people that's the move you know what i mean below that it gets tough after a while yeah just like uh i don't want to i don't want to eat wendy's yeah. No, I know. You know what I mean? At 12 at night. I don't want to, I don't want to like getting on a plane is cool for a while until it's your full job. You do it to, you know, then it suck when you're at the airport and you're like, Oh fuck, I got to get another plane. And some stupid family bounces down the, you know, the terminal with their little water wings and a noodle. And they're like, we're going to go on a trip. I mean, <laughs> there's just two giant juxtapositions of who's in there. I need to travel. You're doing this because it's a fun time. Right yeah i
0: know i i feel too like dude i used to do like six weeks straight like yeah, yeah. leave calgary and then go to eastern canada and like ontario for like a month <clears throat> and a half
1: absolutely i've done that yeah it's tough after a while man
0: oh man and like you're right can i have another club sandwich <laughs> i don't think i can you know what? i like, know i'd like i'd like to make my own toast i'd yeah. love to have some peanut butter. <laughs> Toast and and I've I've done that to a server. Just you know, what I would like is <laughs> my own bed. And Just crying. Just <laughs> crying. He's like, I got other tables.
1: I got have other. Have you ever gone? Have you ever gone to eat at a restaurant by yourself on the road and they're and they're sad for you? Have you ever felt that? <laughs> I've walked into. I walked into um, a friendlies in 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 Pennsylvania. I walked. <laughs> Friendlies by the way, friendlies. Great name. I walk in and the and the woman goes, um how many? I go, just me. She goes, one? I go oh, yep. She goes she goes Aw. Oh
0: what I'm gonna i I'm gonna grab I'm gonna take my fifteen right now. He's got no yeah.
1: Carl, he's got, he's got one. no one. I have to turn into the restaurant. Is there any way that you can put him in a booth? Maybe a pull-up chair? I mean, he's, he's alone. It's a friendlies. <clears throat> just that, oh,
0: Dude, I, this, you'll love this. I went, to, uh, I went to see a therapist once, and I was, like, talking to them, and I'm just, like, you know, talking about, like, my life up to a certain point. <laughs> and uh, I go, yeah, so, I don't know, man. I, I, and that's, you know, that's where I am. <laughs> and he looked at me, and he went, Really? <laughs> and I went, that's not what you want to hear. Absolutely. You know, someone who's, I've heard it all. Like, that's like, Yeah. no, I've not I've not heard that. And that. Yes. Uh,
1: <laughs> wow, let me get, I got to check the binder. I got to yeah. see what we got. You're telling me, you're telling me you ate at a Friendly's by yourself. Okay. Wow. That's, that is, that's deep. That's that dark. That's
0: new low. That is, uh, let's, well, dude, that's the thing I, I've talked to other comedians about. When someone comes up to you after a show and goes, dude, loved your show. I want to be a comedian. Uh, do you have any advice? No one, no one ever tells these people those things about, do you like eating alone yeah. all the time? <laughs> do, you like- yeah, do you like living up <laughs> here? Like anyone else for about 14 hours until you're on stage. Can you yeah. handle that? Because yeah.
1: that's it, what's going to happen. Yeah, I know. It's just in a red roof inn on the side of a highway. Are you okay with that? <laughs>
0: Are you? Your life? And, and when you get to the next place of so called employment, that they may not be able to pay you and you. <laughs> may need to find a way to get to the other town to meet another person who's got a (laughs) bunch of issues that you're gonna have to deal with in a car for five days.
1: That reminds me, one time I was in a a car with a guy. We were going six hours from Toronto to Montreal, and, man, i never met this man before. Um, Very nice man, but, dude, about an hour into the trip, he this is what I would do it, 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 when I was like younger. I would sort of just let the the, the person I've been doing it longer and was older, they run the whole thing. Yeah. Whatever they want to do, how whatever you want to talk about, I'm in. I'll just listen. Yeah. This guy about an hour in, man, started talking about his divorce and wept for five hours as I, as I, <laughs> as I <laughs> oh my god, man. It was it was a lot, dude. <laughs> You're like you want to get some chips? Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah. just passing on routes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, what can I do? You know, but I'm not going to tell, I'm not going to pull over and be like, you got to get your fucking shit together. Yeah, it's yeah. not my business, but, but like. you want to do 25 to start or? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll do, I'll do 10 or whatever. You know, I'll sell your merch, I guess. after.
0: You're all about the show. It's just. Yeah. Oh, dude, like, cause no other job. No other job is like, you're gonna get in a vehicle with a stranger. You may even share accommodations. You might actually be in the same hotel room and you're not gonna know anything about them. And by the way, we also expect you both to have a good show. We expect you to show up with <clears throat> each other's stuff for five mm-hmm. days, mm-hmm. chain smoking, and his love of heavy metal, death metal music. Yes. And you're... and so how'd it go? How'd you do? How was the weekend? Well, you couldn't complain to anybody. You couldn't. There was nope. no
1: HR to talk to. Like, nope. I'd like to there's, fill out some paper. There's nobody to go to. Let me ask you this, Trent. How many doctors do you think there'd be if they had to go through what we? The same deal. Yeah. You want to be a doctor? Okay. Look in the paper. Find a, a place where you can doctor for five minutes, and they might even they might even not let you. They might not let you doctor. You put your name on a list, and they might call your name to doctor or drive nine hours (laughs) to put somebody's arm back on with some other psycho, you know? It's just like... Yeah, it's open doctor night. Insanity. Open Open doctor doctor night, (laughs) and uh, we put the names in it. (laughs) Anybody has an ailment, get up here, one of these open doctors will uh, come up. Hopefully they can do it, you know? You've got the bullet. You're the bullet doctor. Uh, <laughs> and I mean that. We've got a gunshot wound. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>
0: that's <just kidding.
1: laughs> like yeah, the doctor walking up on stage sucking a bullet <laughs> out of somebody's arm. But and you're not yeah. gonna
0: get paid for it. Like that's just to see if you've got any doctoring ability.
1: Oh, you'll be you'll get paid in years. Years. Yeah, oh, this <laughs> I was gonna say, when people come up to when people come up to you after a show and they say, like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about getting into comedy, you can tell which of those people are going to and which are not based on what they say, you know, like anytime anybody after a show brings up money to me in terms of when they first start comedy, you're like, okay, dude, I can't, I, I don't understand why people don't know what, what up is. Like I never, I never thought about money at the beginning at all. Like not, at, not at all. How can you, it's you're writing. Look at this. This, you write down, insanity on paper and then scream it, I just threw that, scream it at strangers. This is complete magic. How the fuck do you think you're gonna make money at this? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely right
0: away. Dude, on top of that, I've had guys come up and go, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, How much you make doing this anyway? Yeah. I I make about 170 grand a year now. So I mean, (laughs) I know I could do what you do. I just got to see if the numbers
1: work. Anybody like, that talks money right away is never going to do none of this. Not no. one piece of it. Like, that's just, <laughs> I make 170 grand now. Just blow yourself, you know? Jesus Christ. Well, I love that. Their thought process, like,
0: as they're watching your show, they're sitting there and they're going like, yeah, I'm pretty funny. I could definitely do this for sure. Yeah. Just a numbers racket. I just got to... <laughs> I just gotta,
1: what's yep. the numbers? Like if you come into it being like, uh, as long as it's uh, stable, as long as I have stability, like, dude, do you understand what this is? Do you have any idea what you, have you ever looked at this? Have you ever g- even looked half a second at people that have done this before you? Do you understand what your are sta- stable? <laughs> doctoring, how much do you make doctoring anyway? Being a drug dealer, I think, is more stable. That's oh. a more stable career choice. Well, dude, that's like with this whole thing, with, like, zero shows. Like, it was really weird
0: the first couple of weeks of this thing where I'd have moments where it would hit me where I'd be like, oh, my profession no longer exists. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like... Yeah, I know. I, I, know. I had like, four shows into a tour that was gonna be, like, 23 shows across the country, and then it was like, oh, no, this is not a thing any more that you can do in the world. Like, I had a couple freak-out moments. Did you have any of that, where you're just yeah. like, oh, it's, it's gone, the thing you knew and put yeah. your life into ceases
1: to exist? Of, of course, and I, I, I'd hope that, because um, I've asked this to other people, too, just for my own sort of sanity, because it seems like some people don't have that thought. It seems like some people are just walking around going, well, when it comes back, you're like, but, but what do you mean? Is that a thing? I mean, we're the last group, like entertainment people, live entertainment. We're going to be the last group that will be to get normal, normal again. I mean, it it could be a year, maybe. I don't know. So yeah, man, I've had the same thought. And then you just sit there panicked in a room like, oh my God. So everything I've done up to this point is useless. And I now have to start a brand new career once what we're done eating people or whatever in the streets like <laughs> right. how do you salvage something out of this <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's
0: like, like you know i like too how like like years ago dude like when i don't know i was probably five years in to stand up and probably like you where you're kind of like your career seems to be climbing and you're like yeah i'm doing all these things and then i just hit a wall where like i had no money <clears throat> excuse me tons of debt and i'm like what am I doing? Like I'm working hard and I have no money to show for. It, and I had to kind of like think about going back into the real world. So I found, I think a floppy disc with, <laughs> with my resume on it. And I <clears throat> Like going, well, I guess I should probably tidy this up just in case. And then I realized like there's a gap of five years where yeah. you go into a business and they're like, so you just give your opinion to people? And- <laughs> Why would we need that here? Like, what? Craig, would we need that here? this guy gives us like it was like I was like, oh, I have no employable skills.
1: I know, I know, dude. Yeah, and that's funny because we've only gone farther now into yeah. that. You know what I mean? More of a, it's a bigger gap. So you're telling me before the whole world fell apart, you were doing what? What? One thing that's interesting about that though is that, uh, you know, not trying to like send some like some kind of crate. Without the people that make things, though, what would people have done during all this time? Like, people that wrote, write music, shows, movies, uh, stand up, all that type of thing. Like, imagine if nobody had gone into the life that they know is insane um, to 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 go after the more stable things. Then people, what? What are you? You're going to sit in your house for four weeks watching accountants on Netflix? You know what I mean? Just just accountants at their desks. <clears throat> you need this but nobody respects it and everybody thinks you're insane to do it but they all people go to movies people go to concerts like it's it's real interesting Mm -hmm. that it's what people do to to get their minds off of things but they hate everybody that does it and you're a goddamn loser
0: I know. (laughs) it's just so weird dude i remember going to the bank to uh try and get a loan when i like you know early years of being a comedian And they're like, uh, okay, and uh, (laughs) employment, and I'm like, stand-up comedian. And there we go. I'll put other. I'll put other. Because that's not on the scroll down list. Oh, no, not 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 at all. Okay. And what type of, so you just do the, okay, well. (laughs) Yeah, no, we don't get a lot of. You know, like it was like I'm like totally. I'm your time. Like we're not there's no sense
1: sending that in, right? Like you're yeah. not. I just gotta go to Mr. Bank, just a guy with a monocle and a bag of money, and he reads, excuse me, comes out of his office. What do you want what do you who do you want me to what? You want me to give ten grand to who? <laughs> <laughs> a comedian? What are you stupid? Monocle back on, waddles back into his office. <laughs> guy got paid
0: in chicken wings for three months. That's we can't that's not you know, like, it's just, and I totally. realized the look on her face, I, it was the first time I re, cause I'm like, this is my job and this is what I do. And yeah, I don't make a ton of money, but it's a job. And I, you know, I was taking it seriously, but her, the look on her face was yeah. exactly what you're talking about. It was like, oh, you poor man. Like as if I had been living under a bridge, I'd come in and said, Hey, yeah. you know, I, 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 I'd never looked at it that way until she looked at me
1: yeah i mean we're we're very it's stupid as it is because like we're obviously not but we're real off the grid yeah you know in terms of a regular type society thing but again that woman there takes her kids to what movies who writes those comedians so yeah enjoy that you know what i mean but again you got the, the whole thing comes down to fame that's the only thing that matters you know
0: yeah, oh yeah. It's like, if, well that's the first thing they test you with, right? It's like, "Have you ever played in LA? Do you know Do you know Jerry Seinfeld?" It's like that's the measuring. I'm like, "Nah, no, I've, ne- I've ne- I don't know Jerry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's pretty good. That's you know funny. I really like. You know who I think's really funny? <laughs> I love that. You know who I think's really funny? Bob Hope. Well, thanks for sharing. Nobody's ever bank. said that
1: to you. Has that I, ever been I've said to you? I've
0: had people suggest some – again, no one else does that. No one walks up to someone else in another profession and goes, TD Bank. You know what bank I like? Scotia. <laughs> I like – that's a bank. I mean, that, that – That is a bank. I, they can bank. I mean, they can
1: <laughs> – I like their bank cards better. I like the blue. It's nice. Dude, I was, I've said this to people a bunch of times. But it's weird because, you know, people talk about, like, we were already joking about um, some of the sadder parts of traveling around by yourself and all that sort of thing. But we also have to, and I'm putting this in entertainment-wise, we're the only group, I think, that has to see everybody else's promotions every day. Like, you and me know about comedians in England who get things, in Australia, you know? Same thing as the bank. They don't don't know who, who will cross the street, just started making more money than them? They have no idea. It's them in the building and that's it. We hear about every single, like the amount of people come up and they're like, no, oh, there's this really funny new guy in Cleveland. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm sure they are. What do you want from me? You know what I mean? I'm trying to make this work here for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. It's
0: so true, you're right. I never thought about that, you're right. We we are constantly blasted with other people's press releases. Just kind of like Absolutely. just- so-and-so has just got a show on Netflix, so-and-so mm-hmm. just got a new sitcom, so-and-so has just signed
1: with this, and you're like, I don't, that doesn't help my mindset no. at all. Like, and from all over the world, not just not just Calgary, not just New York, like, every single place, you know? Somebody puts out a, a comedy special in Saudi Arabia, and we gotta be like, God. Yeah. Oh, oh man. man. So I gotta get my- I guess I'm garbage. I guess I suck. <laughs> Tough, man. You know, we're really talking ourselves out of it. Maybe this whole thing is a, is a blessing in disguise. Let's never go back to that trash life. Um, living like this most of the time, like on a plane, just bent over for <laughs> 10 straight like, years. This is a
0: comedy, a retreat from comedy where we just kind of just sit and reevaluate. Yeah, I don't know, man. You just, it's like, it's like an addict. You're like, I don't know, man. I started 16 years ago and it just relieved the pain. And uh, I met other guys who were doing it. You know, and it just
1: validated my choices, you know. yeah. and now, uh, and then as soon as it shuts off, it's almost like a curse gets broken. You're like, what? It's like when 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 Dracula's killed and all the other vampires wake up. (laughs) I almost feel like,
0: like if I was to run into you at a festival or whatever, like I feel now almost like that where there's, it's almost a survival game where like, man, we're still doing it. We made it. It's like when you see these apocalyptic movies and like <laughs> you come out of the bunker and you're just looking around and it's nothing but smoldering ash and carnage. And then I just see you across the way, <laughs> <laughs> like just. Trent?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I made it too. I'm still alive. Like I feel like comedy's like that. Like you actually have totally. to survive it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's we when we do, even before this, when we, uh you me or just about any other comedians that know each other because eventually you stop seeing each other as much as you used to and then when you do run into somebody at a festival it is like oh shit yeah it's it's so great to see you (laughs) you're still because then you hear the other stories and they're like you hear about what's his name he quit and now his life is way better
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know i know those are the worst wife
1: and kids and a pool i mean yuck Sleep well and stuff. Yeah, he's doing he's good. Well. He's well. Really he's making money. He can go to the bank and they'll give him money. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, crazy,
0: man. Yeah, so I don't talk to him anymore. But uh, it was... <laughs> exactly.
1: You can't have those people in your life. You can't have those are... with real
0: healthy lifestyles in there. Yes.
1: Mixing it's just up. like addicts, like you're saying. They can't hang out with people that are going to the gym all the time and working out. You got to live under the bridge. Shoot <laughs> up. Keep writing... Stupid ideas on a napkin to scream at people that don't even want them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're not validating my life decisions with your responsibility and your groceries (laughs) in your fridge. And I don't even see that. I mean, what are you, mocking me? Exactly. But I feel like there's an aspect of that. Because we both know people who are extremely talented, who eventually were like, just woke up one day and were like, you know, there's other stuff out there. And uh, there is. Way
1: you know? And I'm, what would you do? What would you do if you were going to go, if you were going to go like, I'm done. Yeah.
0: dude. I Oh, cause I've thought about it during this pause and pandemic. I'm like, Christ, what would I go back into? Like would I try and still be in like a public speaking capacity or something, cause at least then you're still kind of performing a little bit or like, sometimes I look at people's jobs and this is not to disrespect any job. Anybody who works for a living gets paid. I'm like, Hats off to you, complete respect. But sometimes I look at people's faces who are doing a job and I know that they're like dead inside. They're Mm. just like, yeah, I do this. I don't like it, I hate it. I was at a bottle depot once.
1: And- (laughs) Once, 10 times, whatever. I collect the bottles in my neighborhood. (laughs) Maybe every week. So I'm at this place and the
0: smell combined with the noise of bottles rattling people's bottles, which are like fausty and like just been sitting and you're sitting there all day with these gloves on with these counters that are rotten Mm -hmm. and you're taking these bottles and putting them into boxes and then counting the numbers and putting them. And it's a job that needs to be done. And it's a job that deserves respect just as any other job does. Yeah. But I remember looking at this guy in the eyes and I went is in my mind, I went, is this going to be the rest of his life? Like, will this be This is what I'm going to do until I can no longer do it. And then I die. Now, maybe he loves it. Maybe deep down he's like, you know, it's good. we got a good crew here. We have a good time, whatever. But in my Mm. mind, I went, wow. Like, this guy gets up every day and this is his life. And I'm like, yeah. what would I do? Like, if I, I can't be that guy. Like, I would go crazy.
1: Yeah. Bottle Bottle Depot wouldn't be, uh, I personally wouldn't be able to deal with it, but. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely some people that can, for sure. Like it, all that kind of stuff. I've had jobs that I really liked, man. When I was working at, when I worked at a I was young, like I was like 16, but I loved it. Starbucks was great for a while. Um, but yeah, I'm with, I don't know. I'll tell you one thing I would do. Twitter's gone. Facebook is gone. Instagram's gone. Okay. And I probably moved to Thailand, right, where they don't even talk about this shit. Because here, here's the thing that I, I think, and maybe you're in the same way because we've, we're, we're broken in a good way. Yeah. If I was at an office, okay, and I'd gotten rid of all this and like some say you're just back in an office or whatever, you're at the Bottle Depot, let's say Bottle Depot, you're moving a bottle and then somebody goes to you, hey man, you see this, this comedian, he's really funny and they show me a person I know sucks. I know they suck, they suck for years but now because, you know, they are up there, I would have to be like Batman and go, ugh, and I'd, I'd rip the bottle uniform off, and now I'm back into it. <laughs> I would have to get back out there because I'd be like, you think that person's good? And I'd fucking get the cowl and go right back out. So I got to go to a place where there's nothing, <laughs> it can't happen.
0: Right, where you're isolated, and you can, there's no stage,
1: there's no yes. possibility of you
0: just walking by sometime with your lady like, is that comedy? Is that <laughs> comedy?
1: <laughs> exactly. Like, how many times do you think? I mean, Mike Tyson right now is t- trying to uh, uh, book a fight. He wants to fight. I mean, it's 56, whatever think, maybe 54. But, like, how many times in his life do you think he, even over the last bunch of years, he's like, oh, I'm a peaceful guy and I'm doing these talks. How many times do you think when he, when somebody says to him, hey, man, have you seen this boxer? He's really good. Does he look at it and go, right? There's, there's got to be a, still a piece of him where he's like, you think that. You know what I mean? He's he's always going to have that thing. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: That drive will be, and then like you're right. You're like, you think that guy can hit? That guy can throw a punch? Yeah. Get my get my body back, and he's just like up and like exactly. And, and he, he is jacked right now. Like if you see. He looks kids, great.
1: Of course, I love Mike like, Tyson.
0: Oh my god! Like he would destroy me. One punch right here would cave my chest in, and I would just be a <laughs> circle. On the floor, sucking in.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nobody. I mean, not especially if he fought somebody in his like age uh, class. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't know if anybody other than him is keeping up with that. Well, there's got to be somebody. But you know, he. I'm sure able to knock out most of the people around. You know, in his uh, in his age group. Well, you can't
0: you can't gain anything because you're like if you're like if you if you're a young guy who's, like, up yeah. and coming, and then you fight the guy who's in his mid-50s and lose, it's yeah. over for you. And totally. If, it's like Larry Holmes. Yeah. And who I'm else is Muhammad that, Ali, in Ali. Yeah. category who's like, yeah, I'm also physically fit, and I want to get in with a new lean, mean, hungry <laughs> <my> <laughs> Yeah,
1: Yeah, 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 will well, Take a
0: pass on that. I'm good. I'm good.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, Larry Holmes, I think, fought Muhammad Ali when Muhammad Ali was, like, thirty six. And everybody was like – he might have been older, I'm not sure, but everybody was like, Jesus, this is just a – he just beat the fuck out of Ali, and it did nothing for him. Right. Yeah, Tyson would be the exact same sort of deal. And he's 20 years older, almost. But he looks like he's in way better shape than Ali was at 36. I mean, now we're just talking uh, – Well, it's things. so funny. It's so funny because I
0: i had a premise that I was thinking about over the last couple of months, but, of course, you know, there's no stage to try it on, was about how – I'm not a big fan of old-timer hockey games. Like, I don't want to watch somebody who was once great go out there and putter around the ice, you know? I'm like, I want to remember them as the Mm -hmm. great one. I don't want to see them as the gout one. I don't want to see a guy who's now... And then the next thing you know, Tyson's like, I want to start boxing. Because I was going to use that as the example. Like, you don't see that with boxing. Like, just a bunch of... Guys, like 60-year-old boxers, like eh, for charity, and they're just they're yeah,, way. And then all of a sudden Tyson's like, hold my beer, I'm going. Yeah.
1: yeah. And he looks great. And he looks like he would really, really destroy some people. Just destroy people. Dude, like when you look back
0: at when you started stand-up, because I often I often think about this, like, it's impossible for someone to tell me what my road was gonna be, like. Mm-hmm. I did get into it just because it was fun, like legitimately, as you said earlier, I didn't look at it like a career at first. It was like, man, this feels really good to make other people laugh. And I get to hang out with other people who think like me. And it was almost like you were accepted into this new world of people that validated, you know, your, your kind of thinking and stuff. But I would never have imagined like the ups and downs and like the heartbreak. And so when I talk to comedians now who are getting frustrated by the business or whatever, I'm like, man, you don't really fully appreciate how much of a marathon yeah is like do you you sit back sometimes and think about that like when you started and what you didn't know and what you thought it was gonna be like you ever sit and think about that
1: yeah for sure i i i I try to definitely right now in this whole time you kind of go well it it, it sort of is what it is as stupid as that is to say and you go let's say let's say you did have to take some kind of three-year break let's just say i don't know what that is you could do it again in 3 years if you really wanted to you know it, it, you can't really you can't you cannot fight what the whole uh you can't fight what the whole deal is and people have people have done some pretty great things very young and people have done some very great things older man like there is no i think we kind of get it into our head too when you start that it's it's if you don't do something by the time you're 30 you might as well just drink battery acid and throw yourself down a flight of stairs. But that's, it's hard to not think that sometimes, but it's completely insane. It's just a wild, stupid thought. Um, But yeah, for sure. There's, there's so many things when you first start, nobody can, nobody can tell. Even when I first moved to New York and people would ask me, Hey, um, how's it going and all that sort of thing. The only thing I thought before I came to New York, I was like, okay, it's going to be hard because I got to start over basically. And I don't have friends that I have back home, but there's so many other things I didn't even factor in that you can only feel once you do it. I can't, you can't even really explain it to anybody, you know? Um, but yeah, you're right. When you first start, you can't, you can't, how, how could you possibly know even without this, all the things that would be, up, down, all the things you have to deal with. I mean, it's just, it's impossible.
0: Well, I think it's amazing because so many comedians talk about, they get frustrated, right? Like, yeah, into a certain club or, hey, that is the hot show in town and I, I can't get on there. And I keep telling people, like, it doesn't end. Like, there's no yes. level you get to where oh, yeah. all the doors open and you're just accepted and everything you want, you get. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't sign on for that now, then you might as well quit. Because... Yeah there's this you're thinking you're going to get to a point where like every club is booking you every show wants you on it everyone thinks you're hilarious it doesn't exist so like if you can get that out of your head then you just go okay i do what i do i work hard i put shit out there and i move on to the next thing but people i don't know there's this myth out there that somehow there's this certain door you unlock
1: and suddenly there it
0: is you you did it you get everything it doesn't i know
1: no it doesn't I, i mean um uh did did shows uh, once with um, okay well uh, we're just two men talking no, no you know very famous comedian okay super famous comedian all right man has everything we're talking houses cars women we're talking all of it okay <clears throat> we're in the green room of a club and a, and a trailer for a movie comes on and he goes he goes they put that guy in movies and they don't put me in movies. And then went on on a ten minute rant about how he can't, and I, and that was one of those times where I'm sitting there going, it doesn't stop, it does not stop. This person has, on my end, all of it, but in their head, not a you know. You, so you're right. It's one of those things you just have to you just have to like somehow the process of the whole deal <laughs> well, and I, uh, I, be okay. I think you're a lot like me. Like you can tell me if
0: I'm wrong or not, but like I think you and I both enjoy the process, like the daily ritual of being a comedian. Like I like sitting down with my ideas. I like trying to Mm -hmm. force them out. I like trying to figure out why this word won't work or whatever. Like, yes, I love the adrenaline of performing and a live audience and all that, but I love that minutia of things. So that saved me because if I had to like, hang all my happiness on this festival thinks you're awesome and this, you've been chosen for this, then like I wouldn't be doing this anymore because that comes and goes but I'm, I think I'm fortunate enough to love that day-to-day stuff of being a comedian. And I would say you're the same way, am I right? Or,
1: Yeah, no, as far as like writing things and uh, really putting stuff together, for sure. If I was if I was working at the Bottle Depot, I would still be writing down ideas on breaks and stuff at the Bottle Depot. I was doing that before I even did any of this, I'm sure you did too, at jobs and stuff that you had and in school. Um, so yeah, you're right, that part of it. and the, And the other thing is if you're going to get frustrated and bitter because you're not um, here or there or all that kind of stuff. Even if you are still doing it, you're not doing it because everybody else around you hates that. That gets, you know, nobody goes up with that um, mentality. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen it happen too much anywhere where people rise as they, I hate this. I hate that. Fuck these people, all that kind of shit. Like you can't live in that world and go up. So once you start even living there, you might as, you might as well just lay down because, you, you know, you're making it real hard for yourself.
0: Well, I think you're right, too. It's like the people who make the least amount of excuses seem to rise the quickest and the steadiest. Now, it's not that you won't have pitfalls and there's not, not that there's not frustrations, but the people who sit around with the excuses and like, oh, he just got that because or H- where's my da-da-da? Like, you're right. Those people generally don't get to a certain level of success and even success. Like the thing I've been thinking a lot about <clears throat> is that people don't talk about this in comedy. I don't know why, but just the happiness aspect of it. Like, dude, if you're not happy doing this, then don't do it anymore. Like, but people sit around like, Oh, can you believe this shit? And I can't believe it, whatever. And I can't get booked to this. Like you're not happy. You don't have to do this. You can walk out, like leave your pen and your notepad. And walk out the door, but they feel like, well, I gotta do this now. It's what I do. It's like, well, shut up then, and just
1: exactly, yeah, the, yeah. the
0: backpack of troubles that we all have, and just yeah, sign up, like,
1: yeah. When know. people start complaining about other people's specials or who's funny and who's not funny and all that sort of deal, yeah, I try to stay away from that, man, because it's I might, you know, to friend friends, right, uh, critique stuff, but right. I am not walking into just any old room. And sitting down and, and being like, you know who sucks? Or like, can you believe, like, what are we doing here? Why, why? I don't, none of this. I don't care. I and just don't it, care. And I treat it like restaurants. It's like, I'm making a certain kind of food.
0: You make a certain kind of food. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan <clears> of sushi. Someone else doesn't <clears throat> like steak. This place got a great the burger, but everybody's comedy is just different. So if something works and someone has a following or an audience you can't deny that. You can't be like, yeah, you can't. Oh, yeah. this guy is only whatever's like, look, whatever he's doing resonates with a certain group of people. You can't deny yeah. that. I don't care if you don't like it. You yeah. can,
1: you could not like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's not for you. And it's if everybody, I mean if everybody was the same, this whole thing would have flopped uh, years ago. Like, we wouldn't have even had a chance to do this. If everybody had if everybody had been Ellen. And that's nothing against Ellen at all, but if everybody every single person had been the exact same Jesus man, you and me would be at the bottle depot right now, yeah, talking yeah. about those old tapes of the Ellens <laughs> 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 You know what I mean those old Ellen tapes are oh,
0: uh, she was edgy that was, she
1: was, yeah, you just you're just it's uh it's also sort of a young thing to do, either young in the business or young in like Mindset. mentality yeah. of, of just sitting around being like, this sucks, and that sucks, and this person stinks, and how the fuck did they blah blah blah. I mean, clearly you're, you're either not an adult or you haven't been here long enough to understand how some of this, like, some of this has nothing to do with funny at yeah. all. And that's another thing you just got to go. It, it, that's like any jo- any job. You know how many people are in their job right now that are like, that guy got a promotion, but I'm fucking better than him. Mm-hmm. These things happen. It is what it is. But you, ha- you know what I mean? You have to kind of figure out why that is. Not just sit there in a break room Eating coffee, <laughs> screaming about a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Holmes
0: refers to it as uh, you had to be careful of comedy cancer. That's what he calls it. Like surrounding yourself with those people who are in the back of the room, like shitting on everybody else and bitching and moaning about what they don't have because it's contagious. And when you surround yeah. yourself with those people, you become that person bitter and angry. And it's like, at the end of the day, man, it's like everyone's just on their own journey. And Uh, The other thing, too, I find amazing, especially with comedians, is that we're very dismissive of other people's hard work and sacrifice to get to So once they get something, it's like, can you believe this shit? It's like, yeah, but did you know what they've done to get to that point? And they actually wrote a script. They didn't just talk about it over beers. They actually got up the next day and typed a script. You know what I mean? How many comedians just go like, you know what we should do? And then it's just, it never, ever is executed. No one ever does it. It's just like, yeah, can you uh-huh. believe
1: this shit? Yeah, because they got up the next day. <laughs> like, and started doing it, yeah. Do it, for reals. Like, and also, when people start talking about, like, a lot of, mo- most, most comedians, maybe I'm wrong. Most comedians that people know are over 35. Yeah. Am I wrong?
0: No, you're pretty, that's pretty accurate.
1: Like, there's definitely some under, for sure. But generally speaking, it is a long-ass fucking time. Yep. And then people finally see a person, they're like, oh, shit, this is great. So you're right. No, nobody necessarily, maybe one or two people, has gotten on a stage one time and then had everything given to them. Like, it just, you know, that's, that's not the way that it works. It is years and years of work that, yeah, people just go, fuck them. Okay. Yes. <laughs> done things. Even if, yeah. like you said, if you don't like it, my God, how are you going to like everything? How could you possibly, you know? But somebody does. So what the hell's your problem?
0: Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing too is that people like, I don't know. I I just sometimes have these moments of like gratitude for it all, where I'm like, it's insane yeah. that this is a job. Like, yeah. I go to a room where people often don't know who you are and they pay their money and they sit quietly in the dark while i sit on an while i'm on an elevated stage with bright lights and a stick to amplify my voice and they go here's my money tell me what you think about things like
1: this is a job in the world (laughs) that's what i'm saying it's pure magic it it truly is it's truly magic i do try to think of that every once in a while of like and i guess same as you you go because we all do get frustrated sometimes and, and, and go like, fuck. But then you go, God damn it, man. I'm doing this for a while. It's the only way that I buy things. Yeah. I live in New York. I like this seagull picture. You know, it's like, you know, yeah. could be could be worse. As stupid
0: as that sounds to say. Mm-hmm. But I've said it to people all the time. Like, you know, you're frustrated where you are in your career. and you wish you were at this level or have these opportunities? And I'm like... Do you know how many comics would trade with you tomorrow? Yeah. Who would go, I'll take your New York apartment. I will take the ins that you have in your scene. I will take the credits that you've already accumulated. Yep. You know, but we're always looking forward because that's the way we're trained to go next, next, next. We don't ever set, look back and go, shit, like that's, that's been a ride. Like, I've done all right. <laughs> you know I mean? like, oh, exactly. Yes. Someone else was like, I can't get on the open mic that you headline. I can't, even, I can't even get on it. I can't even, I come here every week for three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Do do I have, come in do in a, a blizzard and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dust the
1: snow off my shoulders and they go, no. Okay, and I turn around, you know like of course I do. Well, remember when you first kind of started, we were all like, you know when you first start you're like you look at just the famous people. but then when you do start, you look at the kind of people that are famous in your scene, right there, what I'm trying to say to you is Trent, and not that we're that, but we're not you know we're not yep. Seinfeld, but we're there's a group of people behind us that we don't even know that are exactly what you're saying in the pure sludge that we once were in and they would murder us yes. kill us yes yes to be there, you know, to kill us absolutely kill us yeah. so you're right but yet. It's hard to to realize that sometimes, but uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a real important thing for sure. Well,
0: dude, I've heard like you know big names on podcasts and people are talking about their credits and stuff, and you've had an amazing career, and it's like this guy's playing arenas, and then the person goes, "Well, actually, I'm not, I'm not, I am i do not play arenas yet. I mean, I'm playing theaters, but like you know what I mean like that's an, I know. at every level. So the guy who's selling out five thousand seat casinos and theaters. Is still somewhat pissed that he's not playing Madison Square Garden.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> and and then, then I'm sure somebody does Madison Square Garden, I'm like, it was only two nights. It was two nights. Somebody did four, it was you a know. didn't um. see. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Billy Joel. He's been there for six years every day. Exactly. Yeah. And then
0: Kevin Hart's like, I'm going to one up that and play an outdoor football stadium. Like, it doesn't end. Like, there's going to be moon shows at some point. Like, people are going to be like. Yeah. I got I got some earth shows so that's on one side of my web page and then I got I got moon shows I'm actually doing shows on the moon and so like that
1: guy's got moon shows He's a, I'm I'm on Jupiter how the hell do I get to the moon my Pluto people going to be there in <laughs> July like it's not even a planet anymore I don't know what it is nebula <laughs> Dude, speaking of that, people not caring about things. And this is even internally. Somebody told me a story of like, um, in New York, obviously people like uh, people drop around all the uh, places, you know? So you, you end up seeing everybody. Um, but somebody told me a story of uh, Kevin Hart was in like a real small uh, club in the city. It holds like 90 people. And obviously, he walks on, people erupt. He crushes, he comes off. And this guy was standing by the door by his wife. And Kevin Hart walks up to his wife and he's like, he goes, What'd you think? And she looks up from her phone and goes, huh? <laughs> like she's over it. Yeah. Like it never, yeah. you know what I mean? It's 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 not ever gonna be like <laughs> She's like, Can we go get pizza now? Like I exactly. can't She's I, seen it enough that like, she's like, what, excuse me? So yeah, this, the whole idea of like one day you'll get to some kind of, no, it, it's, it's a, I guess an ongoing thing for life. What do you feel like the
0: move to New York? I, I can guesstimate what it would do for you comedically, but like, what do you feel has been the biggest advantage of moving to New York city and being in that world? How would you say, I mean, cause you've been there a long time. Like when you say nine years now, I go, well, I mean, that's a lot of time to change anyway and grow as a comedian. But if you Mm -hmm. take yourself out of where you were and then you go to New York City, where do you think, if you were to go like, yeah, here were the advantages of moving to New York City and applying my craft there.
1: Um, I guess one big one is you can do more of it, you know? Like you can just do a bunch of uh, sets here in the city and and like good good ones, you know, in front of, Big crowds that want to be there you can also you can also make money here every week like in the city where the only place you could do that kind of is in toronto and you can't do that in toronto like you know you might be able to you can't you can't do the guest spot at Yucky yucks every week right you can't do it and, and there's not enough clubs to like but you know you can make money here every week without without leaving the city which is good and then also again like i was just saying you kind of run into people that you've never ever run into in uh in in other cities like in in canada i guess you know that's the only other like in toronto you're you're not gonna see on a weekly basis you know literally the best comedians trying things out
0: yeah
1: and just being around them and seeing stuff you know
0: i really believe that like I was at the um, Winnipeg Festival last May.
1: Mm-hmm. I,
0: I was hosting the gala, and Tom Papa was closing. And, dude, I really believe this. Like, I, I believe I've seen it in my own career. I really feel like when you watch someone who's really, really good at the craft, I think you're a better comedian for having been in the room. Like – yeah. To watch someone who's a technician and do what they do. And their style might be completely different to what you mm-hmm. do or the topics you talk about. But I think when you watch something done at a high level and you're actually in the room watching it, you're a better comedian when you leave. I don't know what yeah. if you believe that, but I, I believe
1: that. Yeah, for sure. Because you see kind of like what's um what's possible. And um, you know, the whole thing of like we you can watch a special and all that kind of stuff, but it's not the same it's it's just not the same being being in the same room as this person and it uh, is is the thing so you're right if you're in one of, if you're in a place where they are doing the thing yeah i think it makes you better at least at least just by showing you what is possible
0: cuz i get into the technical stuff of it and i don't really talk to this to people who are not comedy geeks per se but like i'll obsess about stuff like speed yeah and- timing and like small things like I was watching some specials just quick starts of specials the other day like just watching the first 10 minutes I was just looking at like mic technique like I was just looking at like where they hold it and like oh that person keeps it in the stand and this other person keeps it down here and I'm watching rhythm like I I absorb all of that and I've always been that way since I started I love taking in all that data of how everyone does it differently and or a premise that someone uses or the wording of a joke and I go I would not have worded it that way. I would have went this way with it. Like I love all that stuff still after 16 years. So there's so much to learn. Like you never feel like, oh, I got it. I got it figured out now. I know. I know. To, you know?
1: Yeah, no, for sure, man. Uh, yeah, you never, it never, it never is. I mean, what's it, he talks about that in the, in the documentary Comedian. Um, but Seinfeld talking about how, you know, he, he gets five minutes sort of of, grace to go on because he's a super famous man that everybody loves. But then past that, nobody cares. No. Not, that, not that they don't care, but it's still got to be, Yeah. you know.
0: What do you think about this whole thing about, I've talked to some comedians about the concept of the hour and the hour special. Do you feel maybe that people are putting them out too quick now? Some people argue that, again, people are just putting them out. They sign a deal. They got to put them in so many specials in so many years, whatever. And it's like, some people argue that, oh yeah, that one wasn't that great. Or because, you know, he put it out so quick after the other thing. Like, what's your what's your belief on this whole putting specials out and the rate at which people are doing them now? Like, they're putting them out. Oh yeah, every second year I got a special. Or every year I have a special. Or if you're Dave Chappelle, it's like, yeah, every couple months I got a special.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Well, I mean, I, I'm a man personally that has about, I think you've seen them all. I've got eight. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've got eight out um i I, I, I numbered the f- the first ones are one two three four, and then uh doing it again back to the kitchen now we're cooking all set up so check those out wherever you check out um the specials <laughs> but plug. um what's that great plug it was a good plug for the <laughs> the vinyl set
0: that you can buy now at time life books
1: back to the kitchen is personally my favorite one um, I,
0: love the, I love the seventh one i thought that was your best stuff you know I we're know. really
1: cooking now yeah
0: that's... something's burning i think that was called something's burning and it's just you going
1: like you're smelling something burning um I, I don't know man obviously like uh people go through so much stuff that content is never even it's not even sort of an issue anymore you know, there's so many things that people, people, uh, just eat stuff up. So it, I don't even know if it would seem to people that don't really, really, um, care for lack of a better term about stand up, I don't think they, I don't know if they really look at it as like, Oh, this could have been better or that could have been, you know, I think they just look at it as, Oh shit. somebody that I like has put it on another thing. Right.
0: So I, to I, them, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I look at it more for myself. Cause I've only, yeah. I put it like you have the comedy now thing and I did my own special a couple of years back. And I'm like, now I kind of regret not doing more stuff because I feel like I haven't documented the different stages of my career, you know, like where capture that period and that material and then it's done. And then you move on to writing your next thing. So less of a, like a commercial vibe. And this is going to make me money. It's like, I just like to have the archive of like, that's where I was in my career at that time. It was the best I had. And then Just having something to kind of like document that arc of your career.
1: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. I think I've lost uh, tons of things to kind of being too precious about it and thinking that it wasn't ready to, you know, be somewhere or any of that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? Do you think? I think it
1: definitely more so. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. We ask for nothing and we don't think we're good enough at all. Somebody told me once, man, um, uh, again, I won't say his name, but he's, he, I'll tell you when we're done whatever. But he, he's a fantastic comedian from Canada. And I, I told him one time at Just for Laughs, I was like, dude, cause he was talking about maybe moving to the States. I was like, you should, man. Like you're fucking great. You know, you, you, you're fantastic. And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm just kind of okay. I'm like, you know, uh, he's like, I do stuff and people like it, blah, blah, blah. And I just freaked out. And I'm guilty of that all the time. And I'm sure you are too. Um, but when you hear somebody else do it it's easier to go, "Are you f- don't fucking do this. There's so much there's so much garbage everywhere and we might be the only group of people that's like, "But am I good enough for like we we we're judging ourselves against the best." Right. You know, so we go, "Well, I'm garbage compared to that." But then there's I don't know, here doesn't have that at all. Most people are just like <laughs> confident and fucking dick sure and <laughs> Going, you know, and everything is everything is terrific.
0: Well, dude, like, we I mean, I mean, do, do, really do too. like, there's American comics that I'd work with, and uh, whether I was down there, they came through Canada, and the guy did like you know 15 minutes. And at the end of the night, guys opening up a small shop, dude's got yeah. t shirts, CDs, buttons, bumper stickers, whatever. And the guy did 15 minutes, and he's like, Here's my album. I'm like, album, and he's like, They've like, they've adopted the full business side of being a comedian and meanwhile the headliner who yeah. was from Canada who destroyed the room is literally already at the bar next door with a pint of beer <laughs> I know even, they're not even trying to and I'm like where does that come from where did we like become these people who just want to yeah it was kind of okay and I, you know some people like my stuff it's like you would never operate any other business with that mentality like I'm yeah. never, I'm gonna open up a steak restaurant. I'm not gonna put up a sign. I mean, it's too pretentious. If people come in, they come in. Like... Dude,
1: that's how we operate the entire country. <laughs> that's the whole thing, coast to coast. Yeah, it's okay. It's good. You know, it's, you know. Even get, when other people are like, Canada's so nice. They're like, ah, oh, yeah, I guess it's nice. I mean, we're <laughs> okay. I mean, it's no, okay. you know, it's no Belize but it's, yeah. uh,
0: you know, <laughs> it's, it's all right. I like it. I mean, I'll never leave, but uh... yeah,
1: it's our, it's our mentality that, that definitely bleeds into uh, comedy and it makes it tough in, in the world of uh, you should always be yelling about yourself and always be sort of putting things out and uh, you know, never speaking about yourself in any sort of bad light publicly or, or never looking at what you do and be like, ugh. Even if, even if you are doing a club and it's half full, people people will make that look good. And they can. There is a way to look at that in a positive way. Yeah. There are people here. But I think a lot of us would be like, ugh, fucking bullshit, you know? And then tweet or text or type or whatever the fuck about, oh, there was only 20 people there tonight. I had to suck my own dip for an hour in front of nobody, ugh, 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 you know?
0: Yeah, find a way to just rain more on your parade. But the other yeah. thing I find even doubly more concerning about all that is not only will we not do it, we will dump on the people that do do it. Like, I know. I remember the first time I, I had merch and some other comic went, really? Like it was like I know, like like I was selling out because I was like trying to pay for my
1: gas from here to Regina with like. There is a part of that though, right? That's like, do you have that part a little bit inside? If you see somebody else do it, you know, there is a part of me where it goes, ah, but I, but I get it. You know, I do try. I get it. I understand. But there is a part where you go, oh, come on, man.
0: But I think that's because it makes us uncomfortable that we know we're not doing it. Like, yeah, that's part of it. Trying to. I should be trying to extend my business and extend my reach. And that's what that guy's doing. And it just, it's a mirror that reveals that I'm not doing it. And that makes me uncomfortable. So it's easier to just shit on that guy as opposed to going like, yeah, actually, man, uh, how much did you pay for those t-shirts? And like that guy could be like, yeah, man, I got a great guy who makes t-shirts. And the next thing you're, I (laughs) I was telling another comic, the first time I had t-shirts, I was in, I think Regina, Saskatchewan or something. And I literally, dude, was at the back of the room with the shirt and it was, I couldn't make eye contact with people. I was like, yeah. yeah, you probably got enough shirts at home. I mean, I don't, yeah, I mean, you don't have to buy it. I was like apologetic. For uh, of course, yes. It was just like, of course.
1: don't even do it if you're going to be like, yeah, I don't, you don't have to. You Dude, a, to friend mine, a friend of mine here makes fun, fun of me for that all the time. He's like, and this isn't an always thing, but he's like, you're the only guy I know that will go up and kill and then apologize to the crowd for it, you know? because I'll go up with a mic and I'm screaming and everything and then I'll kind of stop and be like, okay, good night everybody. And he's like, what the fuck is that last part? He gets so mad at me. He's like, why the fuck do you make it seem like you just bothered these people for a bunch of minutes? And I'm like, I don't know, it's embarrassing. You know, I'm just up here yelling things and it just there is a part of it that is, I think that is very Canadian of us for sure. Yeah, you're right. Like almost,
0: I've taken up too much of your time. Yes. Uh, I, uh, you probably want to see other people now. I've been up here just talking, and uh, (laughs) they're like, "No, we love this guy." Like I, you gotta say that. I understand that. Um,
1: Yes, that's all we. That's some dude. I've talked myself into that sometimes of like somebody books you for some kind of TV thing. You're like, "Well, they need people," so. They need people. (laughs) They need people. people, And I'm one of the names. So eventually.
0: So, I mean, eventually (laughs) they're going to get to you. Uh, Dude, that was the thing. (laughs) That was the thing they would say about comedy now all the time was, I mean, if you just last long enough, I mean, you're going to get one. Like, that's how they would diminish the accomplishment of getting it. Like, well, I mean, just stay alive. And I mean, you're going to. I know.
1: With something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's so
0: funny. we are not going to say there's any talent involved or any
1: being <laughs> right. a people. Just being a people. Be a people
0: who's, you know, <laughs> checking your email. I mean, if you're one of those – be... <laughs> like I really have
1: had that thought, though. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, well, they probably – you know, they just yeah, – Someone else can't they
0: do I mean, I don't – They needed a the people, someone... so that's uh... – I, mean, I do qualify as a people and uh... – <laughs>
1: Just like, but it's, uh, yeah, that's one of those things that like, it's, it's, you, you don't want to go the other way with it where you, you know, you're wearing sunglasses and a feather boa with your name <laughs> tattooed in your own chest. But like, there's a medium where you don't hate yourself and apologize for being alive. <laughs> and then the feather boa tattoo chest person. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny. Cause I talked to Henry, sir, on this podcast too. And, and Henry's in New York. I don't know if you bump into him much down there, but it's like, um, He said the same thing. He goes like, you know, he was feeling kind of down and like, uh, man, things are happening as fast as I'd like. And he goes, and then he had some other comic remind him of what he's done. And he goes, it was the weirdest thing. Like if someone told me those things about somebody else, I'd go, man, that guy's crushing it yeah it's like 100 everything was diminished everything was like yeah but that's just because or yep yep or, yep yep you know what i mean he's like of so course where, i do so where's the joy when are you going to be
1: there is no joy here dude this is not what this is okay you think they walked across the desert for 40 years for joy no they hated themselves <laughs> no but dude i've said that exact sentence um what did you fuck? what was the sentence you just said um well that's because or or um yeah, yeah something well, like I, that i've done that so many times i, mean, I just
0: hosted uh it was you know, it wasn't, <laughs> you know. <laughs> what gotham asked you to host the th- yeah but i mean anyone i mean they could
1: get someone off the street to
0: mm-hmm. host i
1: guess i've done it before no joke with like uh with uh, being canadian you know i'll go like well they, they probably need canadians there, right. so I mean, I'm one of those. I guess I'm one of those. So that you know, you get you get in there, and now you're all set up. Yeah, dude, it's it's a bad it's a bad way to it's a bad way to live, but it's a tough one not to because we also, as a whole country, view um, the one I'm sitting in right now as the better one in all aspects except for how they run things. Right. But other than that, you know, um, I've said this a million times. If Drake, if Little Wayne hadn't have found Drake. Drake would be in Dundas Square rapping to nobody. And people would be like, I mean, is this good? Right. I don't know. Is that good? And then America is like, we love it. And then Canada's like, we love it. We love it too. He's one of ours. I also love it. That's perfect. And he's Canadian. Perfect you love it. And he's Canadian. But when he's up there just fucking singing to himself, people are like, ah. It's so, it's just a weird, every single person with an eagle in their passport Canada looks at as a better entertainer than any single person who has a fucking Maple Leaf in their passport. Right. It's like, you know well, what I mean? have to
0: be Yeah. You have to be anointed by America first to yeah. be appreciated. And it's funny. It was American comics that would come up here and they would do, they do a spot, you know, and uh, the host is like, Hey man, I'm going to be bringing you up. What did you want for an introduction? And the American comic would go, just tell them I'm from LA. And it's like, yeah. that's, that's not a credit, like that's. Just- it is though
1: in Canada. That's this a credit. Ooh, this guy's from L.A. <laughs> like,
0: that doesn't mean anything.
1: It's doesn't just- mean anything. From a place doesn't right. mean a goddamn thing. Here's where I get mail. Just tell them where I get mail. So <laughs> <laughs> give them my zip code, nine zero two one zero. That's right. I said nine zero two. This guy's from that zip code. Like it's that's like, how people bring me up here a lot. Not now, but when I first got here. They're like, this guy's from Canada. And I'd always say that when I got on. I'm like, as if that's some kind of yeah. credit. Dude, I used to do that when I was trying to get gigs. When I was trying to get gigs in the U.S., I used
0: to email bookers and tell them my whole story about, I am Canadian. I can legally work in your country. I. They're like, just send us a clip, dude. Nobody, I don't... <laughs> Kind of like I do I have secured legal assistance with they're just like, <laughs> Is this is this guy planning to live in the club? I don't know why is he <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, I know. It's very I don't know. In this book yeah. I'm
0: like, just taking like probably a hundred emails a day from mm-hmm. comics just looking to get work and this Canadian guy is like, I need to tell you my plight. I have <laughs> the winters here are harsh. Exactly. Yeah. He's like, just
1: just send us a clip, dude. I don't. I know. Just send I'm a clip. Nebra- I don't care if you're from Lincoln, Nebraska. I don't. Yeah. We'll watch the comedy, and that's what we're gonna base it on. Yeah, I, it's a real, real, real Canadian, uh, real Canadian thing way to be. You know, it's which it's, is good and bad. It's good. It's good and bad.
0: Well, I think you're right. I've I've learned that a bunch of years ago too. Like, just not even so much with a Canadian thing, but just a level of I think to be to feel somewhat happy doing stand up, you have to care, but not care too much. So uh-huh. that means like when you go up with material or whatever, it's like, yeah, I want I'm hoping you like it, but I'm also fine if you don't like it, because I'm working through it or I like it. Like you're not, you know, like I oh, I need these people to like I need like when you first started, I think that's the way I was anyway. Like I needed that validation all the time. But you get to a sweet spot with stand up where you're like, nah, I, I I'm fine like if this doesn't hit with every single person so yeah.
1: you care but you don't care too much if that makes any sense of course yeah you can't you can't have uh yeah not everything not everybody's gonna like everything that'd be you'd, you'd be balloons yeah at that point in time you know or fireworks blowing around in the wind
0: all right i'm gonna wrap <laughs> this up i got the last question for you i don't ask all the guests okay that's the majority of them and i'm going all to right. ask you this pizza or pot no. Um, what is
1: arrow <laughs> bars or kit- You say pizza or pie? Was that what that was going to be? Cause sure. that, that those two things don't even, and that's pizza every time. I'll answer it for you right now. But anyway, sorry, go ahead. Is pizza
0: a pie? No.
1: Um, what is the
0: biggest misconception people have had about you? And then what is the truth? And you can take a second to think about it. Me, it. me
1: as a human person, me myself as a, as a human person, as opposed to an animal person, uh, <laughs> a mammal. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think uh, I, I think probably because of the way that I do stand up, people think I'm like maybe an angry person, you know, because like I yell things and like it's it's pretty loud. But this is just the way that I vent things. Um, but I'm the, the truth is I'm not i don't I don't live angrily, you know, I smile a lot, I like stuff um, <laughs> I like stuff I like stuff. I'm not like an angry person, even though I am you know m- my comedy is that to a degree so yeah i'll go with I'll go with
0: that It's a hard sell for people like when you don't know a comedian off stage, and quite often when they meet you, they expect that same guy yeah. I, I oh you're very different off stage It's like yeah, that's a very magnified version of me, and amplified i can't I can't be that guy. you don't know how annoying that guy would be off stage <laughs> yeah, like, just like I'm gonna give my opinions and I'm gonna act everything <laughs> you're like. Cool. We're at an Earl's. Can you just <laughs> sit down? I'm trying to have a salad, like just
1: Totally, man. I mean, no nobody's worse than the people who just can't shut it off <sighs> ever. You know, it's literally the just the absolute like you're talking about driving around with somebody for a long time and they're that person that cannot making jokes about road signs. Buddy, put your head through the windshield. <laughs> Nobody thinks you're cute. That's trash. Just stop it. We're adults who pay tax. Can we please <laughs> Can we please just, you know, in, 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 can we please just treat ourselves like real people for a little bit? <laughs> you know the show is not till 8, right? Yeah, exactly. It's not oh, till 8 o'clock. Cool, We're just dude. just, yeah.
0: just you and us, right? Like, I'm also yeah. a comedian. So, well, know.
1: that place is called Weird Lake. Uh-huh. Are you going to try and sell me merch?
0: You're not going to try and sell me merch.
1: In the car, he puts it on the dashboard.
0: I got medium, large, <laughs> two for 20, Trent. Two for 20, <laughs> I'm driving, I'm driving. <laughs> two for 20, bro. Um, well, dude, man, it was great catching up with you, dude. Uh, hey, man, I hadn't talked to you since Halifax, I don't think, from the festival a couple of years back, probably like 2014 or something. Yeah, it's been a while. So. Jesus, it's crazy. So, I'm glad you're well, I'm glad you're safe and healthy, and hopefully, uh, I will bump into you again. I hope to get down to New York at some point and, and uh, do some spots and
1: whatnot. So, Sweet, man. Yeah, it was great talking to you. Thanks for having me on.
0: There you go. There it is. My chat with Nathan McIntosh. Um, So good to catch up with that guy. Find out what he's up to. Glad he's doing well. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode. Uh, Please subscribe to The Generators Podcast if you have not already done so. Uh, Leave us a review if you'd like. Also, um, you can share the episode. Tell your friends about it. Um, Getting the word out there in any way you can would really, really be appreciated. I hope you have a fantastic week and uh, I'll uh, see you next week with another episode of TGP. See ya.